Hey everyone, Wilmgard here with Mini. Hey. And this is the FFBE podcast. So Mini, a lot of new stuff going on this week, but first I want to know, as per usual, what are you what have you been up to in FFBE? I was farming the crap out of the the Dark Knight Luneth event, the Cave of Shadows, because I wanted to get as much out of that as I could. <clears throat> and then I also I ended up getting doing the Sid bonus stage, which was really fun. I felt like it was a bit easier. I felt like they kind of backed off the gas pedal a little bit for this one. Yeah, it definitely seemed that way. I found it ridiculously easy uh, in comparison to previous events. But that being said, I cheated kind of and used Sid. So <laughs> <laughs> That is fair. Sid is kind of cheating for almost everything. I saw you cleared Leviathan using Sid. Yeah, that was pretty disgusting. Yeah, he's a unit like that makes all the past difficult content really tough. You mean really easy? I mean really easy, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make it tough at all. It makes it quite yeah. the opposite. Thinking is tough. But yeah, I ended up doing it blind. I had to do it three times. The first time I wiped on the giant rat because my Lauren had a water sword and she did zero damage. The second time I won, but I had one unit get KO'd. And so I had to do it a third time just to get the no KOs. Yeah, I had to do it twice uh, as well just because I forgot that I couldn't use items on the last battle. And my chaining mages, who I used, were Transterra. And they ran out of mana. I was like, man, I don't want to wait an extra turn. I don't know what this thing's going to do. So I, <laughs> I used some items to give them mana and then realized afterwards, of course, that... You got to do what you got to do, man. It's better to get the win in the pocket and go back to clean up the... The bits and pieces. It's true. It is. And then besides that, I've been, since the release of the rerun, I've just been farming the, the rerun because apparently this event was not very kind to me because I still have trust moogles to pick up from there and a bunch of other stuff. So I, I clearly did early. not farm this well. This was early likely in our, uh, in our time on FFB. So I think it was tough to farm this the first time we did it. I think so too because Orlando is the friend unit so this was likely the birth of the chaining meta the divine ruination chain began with this event i remember when this event was going on i sat there wondering i was like what's so good about orlando yeah i remember that too neither of us realized why he was so good because his numbers were not that great and then you realize if you put two of them together i mean this was around the time we also realized that maybe selling our extra lightning was probably not the best idea <laughs> why would i ever need two units <laughs> why would i need two i'll just fuse them together yeah <laughs> classic and now i'm like why would i ever need that stupid scarf yeah i feel so bad about that scarf anyways so i think this was early and that's why we didn't farm it very well because i'm there's tons of stuff in there for me as well it was nice though it, going through it i enjoyed seeing some of the old the old units like a dramalek and all those all those guys oh yeah from the, from the final fantasy tactics world nice little i don't know Throwback. it was just nice yeah, oh, yeah I, sure. I enjoyed it it was better than you know generic soldier enemy number one Oh, elite soldier enemy number one. Which they've yeah. been making use of a lot recently. I know. I feel like I'm salty just because that's all I see lately. It's like, oh, here's here's a bomb, except we called it uh, Flomb, and therefore it's new. Or even in the most recent story, it's like, here's the Aldor soldier. Oh, this is an elite Aldor so soldier with a new color scheme. Oh, this is the uh imperial guard soldier it's gold that's how you know it's strong <laughs> this is this is the uh uh magitech uh, Haldor soldier. Yeah. <laughs> it's just chromas of the same soldier yeah, pretty much so same soldier it keeps getting a new uniform and we keep killing them all right i think that's about it for the past week so uh let's get the show on the road mini let's do it full steam ahead What is new this week in the news? So one thing I know I've been looking forward to and a lot of people have been looking forward to the trust Moogle summon using only friend points. It's super hyped. I'm super happy to finally be able to use my friend points. I don't know about you, but 
This has been a long time coming. It's been amazing. I've been maxed out on friend points forever. So it's nice to finally be able to claim my friend points again. Plus, they did us a huge solid and made it 50,000 for the multi-summon. Yeah, I know. It's so nice. Oh, so you only have to do two multi-summons if you're full. There is one small downside with this one compared to previous ones. So before, when we went to fuse Moogles, if you set your uh, sorting to like trust name or something like that, you could you you could get everything side by side and see which Moogles you had just by scrolling through your units. Mm-hmm. You can't do that anymore because now our units and our Moogles are in separate containers. So that's going to be a little bit more tedious. But I mean, it's fine. I'd rather have the extra container than not. I'll just deal with it somehow. I haven't found a good strategy that makes it not tedious to fuse them, but it is what it is. It's not like I have that many anyway to go through. My strategy is going to be to sort by trust name in the Moogles, write down the units, like Google it and write down the units yeah. and then go through a second time of my units. I can't think of any other way that's going to be yeah, easier. We'll see what kind of interesting strategies we come up with. Let us know if you come up with anything better. Yeah, please Save help. Save us some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> please help. Oh, besides the friend point trust Moogle summon, we also have what, in my opinion, even more than trust Moogle summon people have been waiting for is new trials. People have been clamoring for new trials, and we're finally getting two this week we're getting a new Scorn of Gilgamesh trial. Mm-hmm. This The Scorn of Gilgamesh is one, I know there's been a lot of people screaming for it or whatever. Apparently it was delayed. I don't know for sure if it was or not. But the one thing, I, there are a couple things about this trial. I haven't done it personally yet. Uh, but one of the rewards is a UOC ticket, which is really, really nice. Mm-hmm. A big step up from what we usually get, which is like a regular summon ticket or a couple summon tickets. Really nice to see that. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Actually, it's very controversial. People were really upset, actually, that they put the summon ticket in here, which is kind of strange to me because it's a permanent thing. Like, it's not going anywhere. You can always pick up the summon ticket eventually when you are able to beat this Gilgamesh. But I guess people want their summon ticket now. Yeah, well, for those people, all I will say is there's a special button you can press and it'll change into two regular tickets and you can go have fun. <laughs> there isn't a button, but I wish there was so you guys would shut up, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, just stop, please, uh, for the love of God. And uh, the other thing I want to say is if you are thinking about actually doing this trial, it's supposed to be very, very difficult. So... With the amount of SIDS is in the friend pool now, I, I have at least a few in mine because this was kind of the, the next big unit. Now's a good time to do it because if you have one SID, all you have to do is use your own units to build a support around him to maximize his damage. I've seen people say SID can take this guy from like 81% to zero. So I don't know how true, I haven't tried it myself. But I, believe I, it. I believe it. Yeah, Sid does a lot of damage. And now's a good time to take advantage because I see a lot of Sids in my friends list. And I imagine there's, it's like that for most people. Yeah, almost guaranteed. I have, every time I scroll through, there's at least two or three Sids chilling. Um, so it's, a like you said, a fantastic time to do it. So I was going to say, it, you can wait as well. And there's going to be stronger units in a few months regardless. But if you want to do it now and reap the rewards, I know that katana you can get is super, super strong. You might as well, because all you really need is a strong Sid, and then the rest you just fill in the, the gaps. Yeah, it makes it much easier. Another trial we have is the new Chamber of Ten, and I think it's the last Chamber of Arms, the Ten Mans. Um, Warden Welter is his name. Yeah, this is the circly thing with the wing I was talking about. Yeah. The circly wing thing. <laughs> right? It describes it perfectly. Yeah, actually, it, it is pretty much a giant circle with a, with a wing thing. With a wing, yeah. Fair enough. Don't know how hard this is, but I imagine it's not as hard as the standard trials, but still probably comes with its own tricks. I can't even begin to guess. I have never done a 10-man. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many good <laughs> items in there. I don't understand why you don't do them. I don't know either. I, I think I just, 
there's so many things I have to do on any given day that I maximize my points and stuff and use them all up so they don't go to waste. And then I move on and, and start doing other things. So I guess got to take some time and sit down and actually do it. That's, that's all it is. I checked my stock of energy bottles or whatever they're called. I have almost, I'm almost at the cap of 999. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, so I really just got to sit down and, and do it. I think what's going to push me over the edge is my fear of wasting the energy bottles. Because I'm like, I don't want to hit cap or they'll go to waste. They better start doing something with them. So I think it's coming. The time is coming for those You're 10 despicable. minutes. You're absolutely despicable. You know, it's funny. I don't hoard in any other aspects of my life. It, in real life, I literally don't care. I'll, something I don't use, I'll throw it away. I'll sell it. I don't care. But in games, even when I used to play the old school Final Fantasy games, I got, a, I got like 99 potions. I don't want to even use a single never, one. Never know when you're going to need that potion. <laughs> yeah, I'm level 100. I'm not touching those potions from the start of the game. I remember I used to play the, the original Pokemon. I would run all the way back from the dungeon when my Pokemon got low. Instead of using potions? Instead of using potions. And I end the game with literally every single potion you could possibly get yeah. for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I did that too. It was so bad. Yeah, just stupidity, but I can't help it. It's who I am now. You've become one with the hoarding. Yeah, I'm, I'm a hoarder in games. So please, guys, take some time. Enjoy those trials. Don't be like many. Go do the trials. They're a lot of fun. Uh, very hard usually, but a lot of fun. Another thing that's happening this week, you mentioned it earlier in our preamble mini, uh, the Orosite Chosen, a Final Fantasy Tactics rerun event. We won't talk about it much because it's a King Mog using uh, Orlando, Soleil, Ovelia, and Lawrence as their bonus units. Pretty much, if you've done this before, you don't have to do this ever again. If you haven't, or you miss things like we did, there's a few nice pieces of uh, equipment, one of them being the Kiyomori Katana, which gives you evade. I, th I think this one is actually plus 10, which is why it's so good. It is plus 10. And so it's absolutely amazing. Makes it super easy to get uh, maximum evade on a lot of different units, having that extra 10% on a weapon. So definitely take some time to at least get that, if nothing else. Yeah, for sure. I mean, pretty much that's the only important <clears throat> only important item in there that's limited. The rest of the stuff is so old, it's kind of been, uh, it's already been left in the dust in terms of stats. Maybe if you don't have the Trust Moogles, pick up the Trust Moogles. There's nothing else to farm anyway. The summon tickets. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So the usual stuff. But definitely before anything else, I think you should just get that sword because it's that good. Especially with the amount of trials and difficult battles that actually require 100% dodge builds or that 100% dodge builds just make a lot easier. Definitely. On a more exciting and newer note, we do have the next batch of Ability Awakenings, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, there's some pretty good stuff in there, actually. I'm impressed. It's actually a good batch. Not losing any steam from the Beatrix batch. I like it. All right, let's get into it into a little bit more detail with it, Mini. So we have Balthier who is one of our five stars getting Ability Awakenings. How do you feel about his Awakenings? He needed a lot of help. Balthier was a waste of a slot, to be honest. He was pretty much only good for running expeditions. But with his updates, I like him a lot better. I think he still has some issues, but it definitely moves him far enough in the right direction where I could see myself using him as a finisher now. Um, the biggest thing for me is his rapid shot. They changed it so now that it it increases much faster and there's less RNG. So now it's only one to four times per shot, like one to four shots instead of one to six. Mm -hmm. And each shot does 15 times damage and it increases by 15 times as you go up. So even if you just get one or two shots, you're doing a lot better than you were before, where it was only five times with five times increase, where it, used, it would have been useless, right? You have to get up to four or five or six to make it actually worth using this ability, and the odds of getting that high more times than not, it's not going to happen. But uh, with the enhanced version, 
it's a lot easier to get those high multipliers. And I've even seen some, seen a few strategies that are using uh, ability enhanced ball theater to actually do that really difficult Gilgamesh trial. There, people are saying that he can actually take Gilgamesh from a really high amount of HP to almost zero. And people are saying if you get really lucky with the RNG and you you cap the chain with the last couple of shots, you can actually just 100 to zero the guy. That's crazy. Balthier definitely got some much needed love. And I mean, it makes sense though, right? He is an RNG unit. So why would you make it that when he gets his perfect RNG, he's just slightly better than a unit that doesn't use RNG? Yeah, it's always been stupid to me when they do this RNG heavy type of unit and then it's mediocre at best. Yeah, if you're going to take a risk, if you have a unit that plays the risky dice game, you want the payoff to be worth it, which is what what made him so bad before. The payoff wasn't worth it, even in the best scenario, right? Yeah, the payoff was so bad. But now if you get the best scenario, it's amazing. And if you get the average scenario, you're still doing all right. Mm-hmm, definitely. Which is what what I really like about the new Balthier. And then his trick weapon, the his debuff, AoE, or not AoE, uh, RNG ability, they, it now imperils for 120%, and it's at least two elements, and it's for four turns. You have basically, it's been upgraded that any of the elements that he debuffs now has a 50% chance of activating, rather than the original 25, which is basically twice as likely that you're going to debuff the elements you need. Right, and if it does activate, it now, it's now more potent. 120% is really really nice and it lasts a pretty decent amount of time so overall i mean those are the big things he also got some nice passive updates gives him a bit more evasion a bit more attacks for some more damage Mm -hmm. but those two abilities for me just really helped him out a ton i think he still has those same problems with consistency but at least now when you do hit that that roll it's you're you're seeing the payoff, right? Like you you're seeing the money come down out of that slot machine instead of just seeing a couple little tokens. Oh yeah, no, Balthier got some much needed love, so he's definitely a viable DPS unit now, as well as some off supporting with his debuffs, his imperils, which is nice. Another unit that got some much well not much needed love but some amazing enhancements in my opinion was bosch <laughs> he didn't need much love but he got much love he I got love so much love <laughs> it's bosch von roskenberg it's something like that remember when you had to run around as von and pretend to be him yeah that was ridiculous <laughs> anyways time. bosch his enhancements are now giving him tankier stats when he uses his cover abilities. So basically he buffs himself for 130% defense or spirit for his physical and magic damage covers. And then also basically break resistance of 100% to defense or spirit. So not a huge upgrade, but it makes him here a much more self-sufficient tank where you don't need that support to be buffing his defenses. He kind of does that himself at an amazing level, pretty much support tier level. The amazing thing is that he he has his buff up for the duration that he's covering. So not only, for example, you're up against a physical boss. Well, I mean, physical doesn't matter. You're going to be dodging everything anyway, but let's say magic. Now that boss can no longer break your spirit, which is super nice. Because I know there are at least a few... I know there's a few Esper battles where it's important. There's probably a few trials out there too where your tank just becomes a piece of paper because he's got like an 80% spirit debuff. And it's just nice that you don't have to worry about that with Bosch. I know we have units like Folka that can help, but this will save her a turn, which is super nice. Exactly. The other fantastic thing he brings is an insanely strong break for a unit with this much versatility. I think one of the highest breaks right now is 79 or 84%. Was it 79? I think it's 79, but it's only on a few units. And so Bosch is bringing single target, obviously, but 65% break on command for mag and attack, which is fantastic. As a tank, you're going to be wanting to break the attack and mag of other uh, of the enemies so he basically covers like honestly all of his abilities just synergize so well with him surviving and tanking everything that you almost don't even need a support that covers him for this side so i've personally subbed out <coughs> subbed out my wilhelm finally i mean 
Thank you for your service, old general. You've been yeah, amazing. He, he needs a break. Uh, Going into retirement. I think, yeah, I think Wilhelm is still really good in terms of being like the more offensive oriented physical tank that uh, helps build your limit burst stones and helps increase your burst gauge with his passive buff. Not passive, but he can counter with an AOE LB increase buff thing, right? Um, so he's still kind of got that niche where if you're running a team that wants to use their LBs, he's still better. But in terms of pure tanking, I just really like Bosch because he brings more safety to the table. He's more versatile. He can do either uh, magic or physical cover. And then his breaks are just so much better. And it's to the point where he can I, he can't really function as a main breaker for his uh, cooldown ability is really strong, and it can, but it really helps your main breaker because a lot of them have to cycle their cooldown abilities and their limit burst to maintain their high breaks. So having Bosch in here to help while also being an amazing tank is such a, re such a nice synergy. That makes him really good in my opinion. It gives him so much to do during his off turns, right? You press cover, what do you do for two turns? Now you can break, you can... Uh, a like full break for 70%, which is disgusting. Um, so you have so many different things you can be doing with him that kind of, like you said, help your other units. He's just an all around great unit. And then plus one of his final away, uh, ability awakenings just makes him tankier, um, buffing some of his passive stats and giving him resistance to charm, which is amazing. His single target breaks the attack in mag ones that he gets enhanced. Those are dual castable as well, so you can actually hit both of them in the same turn. And 65% is respectable Definitely. for an emergency break, right? It's available at all times for you. Just a really nice unit. I, I'm very, very impressed with the Bosch enhancements and the Bosch 7-star, to be honest. He's, he's now, with these enhancements, and even before this was a fantastic unit, this just brings him back to the top of the... I think at least to the top of the tank cover tank meta. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely in contention now for top five. And uh, the one thing I love about him is he's very easy to build for dodge. He can equip katana. So that Kiyomori we talked about earlier, great on him. And then his trust master, the Zodiac shield also gives you 10% dodge. Yep. And you, you want to be using it on him anyway, because it gives him some nice bonuses as seven star. So overall, just Bosch has a lot going for him now, and definitely give him a try if you have him. I'm going to be awakening him, that's for sure. The next unit on the list, Kanshira. I think you recently, or not recently, you've had a 7-star Kanshira for a long time or something like that, or you have multiple of her. With these awakenings, I think that she does a lot more damage than she used to, and it makes her a little bit more... Uh, at the top of the hybrid damage game. Yeah, I mean her her ability enhancements, the the damage output. You're not gonna beat out the top hybrid DPS units with these. But to be fair, Kunshira does have a lot of versatility in her kit. She's got access to tons of elements. She can imperil all those elements. She has an AOE imperil for I don't even remember how many. I don't want to say. I don't think it's all of them. I think she's missing a couple. And then she also has uh, an ability that can AoE. AoE buffs your team for defense and spirit and makes them 100% resistant to a few elements as well. So she has a ton of uh, support in her kit, and she's very versatile. The only thing she lacked was her damage was actually very, very subpar, which pretty much relegated her to support only. But now she can actually... She's not going to be you know breaking any damage records, but her damage is respectable with these changes i think yeah definitely now when you're using kanshira it doesn't feel like wow i'm just using her because she covers all of my elements now it's like okay she covers all the elements kind of does the imperil slash buff thing as well but she can also help out with the damage which is always nice to have kind of adds to that slot efficiency of the unit overall yeah some much needed help for her i think she was already great even without these enhancements because just the other parts of her kit that she brought to the table were very good. But now she also does that a little bit extra where you can use her as a chainer and you won't see your damage drop off that dramatically. 
And if you're fighting beasts, humans, or fairies, I think she more than holds her own. 100%. It's actually a big, now that I'm looking through it all, I didn't realize it when I was reading them. This is a huge ability awakening batch, man. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few in here. Thankfully, some of them aren't as amazing as the first three, in my opinion. So the next guy here, Seymour, for example. I don't think it makes him any better than he was before. I mean, he does a bit more damage, has a little bit more utility, but not, uh, not doesn't make him very good at all. He's got a decent Dark Imperil now, but it's single target, and it's not the highest we've seen by far. But I mean, if you have nothing else to Imperil Dark, you, he does now have a bit more oomph to his Imperil. Otherwise, yeah, he's just a subpar uh, magic user. Yeah, not bad overall for a four-star base, but as you said, kind of subpar overall. I like the, the next four-star bases a lot better than than him, to be honest. Me too. Drace, for example, I think got a lot more love. Um, one thing that I love about Drace is his Achilles slot machine ability. Um, used to be very random what you were going to get out of the Imperils, very similar to What's his name? Balthier. Very similar to Balthier in that respect, but the benefit to using Drace is, is now you're guaranteed to get a fire imperil. Which works really nicely with the other ability that got enhanced, the flame fin. Yep. It does a bit more damage now, and it's fire element, so it synergizes nicely for her that she can always imperil the element that she uses, or he. I don't even know anymore. I'm so tired. I think Drace is a girl. <laughs> Let me check. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't um, know why I said gender. No, no, it's a it's female. It's a man. It's a, a girl? it's a female. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, I made fun of it, and now I'm cursed. <laughs> man, do you even play Final Fantasy? What the hell's wrong with you? You probably don't even play these games. I made that stupid Lunith joke, and now I can't get any gender right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. So, she. My instinct was correct. Uh, I, I like it. And she also can imperil some of the other elements as well, but you have to get lucky with it. So overall, I think I like them. I think she's really nice. She she got a nice little buff to her attack mag as well. So overall, it doesn't kind of change the way she works. It doesn't make her super good or anything. But having a nice, consistent imperil, I think helps her out a lot and could see some use for her if you don't have any better fire imperils. Getting extra damage is never a bad thing. Now, this next unit, Vane, he, I'll just preempt the gender, it is a, it is a man. Vane, I think, got some fantastic enhancements as a support unit. Of course, I'm going to know his gender. He's the main antagonist of the game. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's not some random-ass judge. I just wanted to make... Well, that, it, Drace, a random... Uh, can you believe this guy? Doesn't she just get murdered, like, in the first scene she's, she shows up in? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> she gets clobbered by that beastly guy, the, the massive judge. I don't even remember that much. It's such a long time ago, but I, yeah, I feel like she doesn't, she doesn't stick around too long. Well, she wasn't Zargabath, so that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, Vane, he... Uh, has two supporting abilities, one that mitigates physical damage and one that mitigates magic damage. Now, these are getting buffed all the way up to a massive 35% damage mitigation, which is, in my opinion, crazy. Some of the highest that we have in the game, for example, a unit that we'll be seeing soon, her cooldown ability is only 40%. This guy is getting 35% on demand, which I think is amazing for a four-star base unit. And not only that, I think <clears throat> standard on-demand physical or magic-specific mitigation is roughly 20%, I want to say. <clears throat> That's yeah. the average they're going to get. He's giving you 35%. And the significance of this is that you can stack this with general mitigation. So, for example, you have a Wilhelm that uses this limit burst, and it goes up to, what, 59% or 54 something like that, just general mitigation. And then you use Vein and use another, you can tack another 35% onto that. So you, you potentially he can help you mitigate a lot of damage. I know it, it's niche uses, because I don't think he brings too much else besides that. But if you're having trouble surviving certain turns in difficult battles, you might justify using him in your team. But overall, it's nice. I mean, it's a four-star unit. It's nice that they're kind of pushing four stars in a certain direction. 
where they're at least good at one thing. So you have some reason to take them. Definitely. I remember a time actually where Sakura used to be a highly sought after unit because she had a damage mitigation ability. And this is kind of going back to that where you can use units exclusively for this damage mitigation. Like you said, very niche situations where you need that magic or physical extra mitigation on top of what you already have, but still amazing. Yeah, I remember that was around the time the very first difficult Bahamut trial came out and Sakura was used in a lot of the strategies because she could mitigate his damage. Mm -hmm. And then I did see somebody beat it with just a single White Knight Noel though. So that was pretty badass. White Knight (laughs) Noel just... (laughs) He's a tank. He's, yeah, he's, he's a monster. He was back then. He still is. Props to my guy there. Next uh, next on the list here, we got Waka. He's the, the lovable He's walking out of here. That's what he's doing. <laughs> uh, I don't... Yeah, I mean, he didn't get much, to be fair. Uh, the only thing he got was a, a mediocre water in peril. Otherwise, nah, I mean, he was he's a three-star base, though, so that's yeah, not bad. He kind of sucked to begin with. Um, overall just because of the type of stuff that he does but i guess his enhancement like having a 50 percent water break if you have nothing else can be useful but usually units every unit that i can think of that will be doing water damage primarily has a water in peril yeah and there's easier like easier sources to get and probably better uh the next unit on the list camille she is one of those units she actually has a 65 percent water and peril <laughs> now to be fair walkers is aoe and hers is single target but typically when we're doing difficult battles it's one enemy it's rarely multiple there are some but typically you're fighting one very powerful enemy that you want to imperil so usually it doesn't make too much of a difference <clears throat> whether it's single target or aoe so the fact that hers is a higher number is very nice. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I really like Camille's enhancements overall with those imperils. Plus, they're chaining abilities. So not only can you imperil for your main DPS, you can usually also uh, chain and create a nice uh, chaining yep. stack for that for the, your main DPS. Yeah, I think she's a very nice three-star base unit now with uh, a nice ability to to imperil and she also chains so after that massive massive ability awakening batch with a lot of fantastic units actually i think like four or five units are have been made very useful or viable in the current meta well definitely the five star units got a lot of love i all i saw were positive remarks in the community about the enhancements so definitely doing something right. Yeah, like you were saying a little bit with the three and four stars, you like how they're kind of putting them in the right direction. I feel they're taking that approach also to the five stars and kind of fixing some of the things that they were lacking in the past or enhancing them further into their current role. With that being said, we can move on to the star of the show of every single week, which is the new banner. Now, this banner is actually a little different from other banners. I think it's only around for one week. It is only one week. So if you do plan on pulling on it, just remember that we only have this week to do it. Uh, the following week, it, it's going to be the Xenogears banner. It's pretty much 99% confirmed. It's 100% we, confirmed. Yeah, when you go to update the app, it shows that it's coming. So <clears throat> long awaited. And that is why this banner is only a week long. But it's nice because people were wondering when, we're, when we were going to get our uh, granny and Carla. So they're here now. I'm happy the way they're doing it, to be honest with you, in that it's nice that we know Xenogears is coming so that you can kind of make that choice for yourself to pull on this or wait for Xenogears. Or you can also take advantage of the fact that your Aisha has been put on her own banner rather than being kind of just lumped together with some other unit and then you're kind of bone trying to figure out what to get and you know what I mean? Yeah. Making it awkward. The, the, the latest banners have been getting a lot of support because of the way they are with the 12k step ups and the guaranteed five star. I've seen a lot of people pulling like three or four Carlets and your Aisha's. I know there's still people that get very unlucky, but I'm seeing a lot of... Uh, 
I'm seeing a, a lot, lot of happy more. folks out there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more positive polls than I have been negative polls. Yep. Definitely. And even when they are like not getting banner units, usually people are getting a considerable amount of five stars over the course of the step up. So it's pretty good. It's nice. It's definitely high value. All right. With all that being said, let's get into the units themselves. Where do you want to begin, Mini? Let's start with Ishil. And then we can swipe left on him and, and go to the next one real quick. So yeah. there's nothing really redeeming about this unit. And not even the TMR is good. We have if you if you need a good hat that's better than this for an attack slot, use use the black cowl, which is available from a unit that's been in the game pretty much since release. Yeah, it's <laughs> so been around forever. It's just it's such a disappointing TMR for the state, like where we are now in the game. It is just it's the 50% silence resist is useless on any unit that would want to equip this. Because usually DPS, the physical DPS units that want the attack, they uh, they don't care about silence, right? And then it's such a minimal amount of spirit that there's like 90 different uh, hats that give you more spirit, many of them being free. Yeah, so I mean, just it's a total skip. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. I like it, I like the sprite, but nothing else. It happens... You can't have every unit being absolutely amazing. This guy is just like the dumpster of, of the children <laughs> of S. That's all. Yeah, this guy. Franis. Just... <laughs> Franis, on the other hand, does much better in my opinion. Not an amazing TMR, but 40 attack on an accessory with a nullification to blind, which is exactly what you'd want on a physical DPS, is really good. Yeah, and the 10% HP shouldn't be overlooked either. So for example, a lot of us have martial gloves, and sometimes if I'm running a dual wield unit that doesn't use true double hand, I still throw on a martial glove. I have like a dash's earring and then a martial glove because of the 40 attack. In this case, you still get 40 attack with his hard gauntlet, but you also get 10% HP on top of it. Yeah, and in those situations, that actually makes it better than Martial Glove. Yeah, because you're not wasting the extra stats. And I mean, it's always nice to have slightly beefier units, right? You never know when they're going to get hit by a stray, whatever. Speaking of beefier units, one thing that I have been doing in Arena is on any unit that's not actively doing damage i just max out their hp i just sort by hp and stack hp on them <laughs> nice that's <laughs> eh, funny how's like that my, working for you my, i win every time my onion knight has seventeen thousand health <laughs> the, the unkillable onion you know it's a good strategy though because you can only do 999 anyway exactly that's the point of going that high on damage right i get you that's smart anyways Franis, an A in my book. I like the hard gauntlet. As a unit, however, he doesn't bring a whole lot. A little bit of fire damage, but uh, nothing substantial. I do like the focus on fire because he comes, he comes with fire resistance that he can give to your whole team. It's not new. There's a lot of units that do it, but it's nice to have it. And then he also, I think he can imperil fire slightly, 50%. It's really weak, but it's nice to have on a unit that uses fire. As a budget unit, I'd say pretty decent. He's a finisher that uses fire damage. So you, it looks like what you want to do is you want to crank out his uh, limit burst as much as possible. Yeah, pretty much. It honestly isn't horrible for a four star. By seven star standards, obviously not great. But if you have nothing else, he's a decent finisher for the four star level. Way better than the dumpster that what's his name was. I don't even remember his name. That's how bad he was. <laughs> Yeah, he's, that was unfortunate. <laughs> unfortunate unit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The two main units that people have been talking about and really excited for are Carlette and Uraisha. Now, I think just because of the tab on my screen right now, let's talk about Carlette first. Um, this TMR is fantastic. It actually got a buff in Global because I think Carlette came out a little bit earlier in Japan. So... Her her TMR is actually stronger on the global version. It's basically uh, Magic Buster style. Yeah, it's fantastic. There's not much else to say. It's it's a Magic Buster style. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculously good. I love yeah. it. So um, this would help so many mages. If you are a mage-heavy user, I would highly consider pulling on Carlette just because of this TMR, actually, because it's that good. It's one of the highest magic increase things that you can get. And it's specifically increasing equipment mag, so it's not tied into your 300% uh, cap. Wonderful TMR. 
Super good STMR as well. It's a nice stat stick. Any hybrid unit would love this. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of just pure DPS and pure, like pure attack and pure magic user units that would also love this. It's that good. <laughs> this is a really, really strong hat, like for almost any unit. Yeah, but if you're if you got a hybrid unit that can equip hats, they're just jumping for joy. 60 attack, 60 mag on one equipment slot is huge yeah it's it's absolutely massive not just equipment slot right because weapon slots have higher but on an armor equipment slot like just a plus absolutely amazing now carlette as a unit overall i do like what they've done with her so it is a it is a chick yeah okay you just have to double check really quickly <laughs> I'm, I'm paranoid now I love the focus on being able to both decrease resistance for an element and then also chain and do DPS, hybrid DPS for that same element. Yeah, definitely. I love how versatile she is. She's got access to many common chaining families, Mirror of Equity, Oriole Ray, Quick Hit, and then she's got access to four elements that she can imperil for 100% on demand. That's so good. And even better, you can actually use her double cast ability to imperil and do damage on the same turn if you want to. Or imperil multiple things if you need to. Yeah, I mean, her damage output is okay. I don't, her modifiers are just not good enough to make her top tier in damage. But it's really nice. I mean, she's a red mage, and I, th I think they did it beautifully because she screams red mage to me. She does a little bit of everything but she's not amazing at anything but she has so much versatility that it actually works for example you can dual cast her magic shield and her material shield <clears throat> if you need to or you can use <clears throat> one of the her shield abilities and something else so it's like she's just got so much so many different ways you could play her and she could fit into so many different teams which i love yeah it's crazy actually and one thing on top of all of this, I know you mentioned that her damage isn't too good, but if you do get her to turn four, one of her cooldown abilities has a 36 times multiplier, which is, it's high for a, such a versatile mage like this, like a red mage that can imperil, can support, do a little bit of everything, being able to then also do a decent amount of damage, pretty good. Yeah, and I mean, we mentioned units like Sid. Sid is the first unit in the line of of strong finishers he kind of brought them back from the grave we will be getting other very good finishers down the line and what i love about carlet is she would fit perfectly into a support team for one of those finishers like sid because not only can she create a chain she can also imperil an element that the finisher is using that's two roles you could squeeze into one unit and she's just, she's really, really good at that. Like, I she, you're, I don't see myself, she does do respectable damage. I just don't see myself ever using her as the main damage source. But she's definitely a, an amazing support unit for your actual heavy hitters. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And then not to mention, she does have access to some nice bar spells for 70% so she's also a green mage she can raise if you need her to she does have dual cast so she can mix and match these uh, spells how she likes pretty a little bit of everything one thing that she does get which makes her that much better is triple cast so if you have her tmr equipped to her she gets triple cast unlocked so you can just triple cast any of her cosmic abilities or whatever they're called the elemental ones and the shields and then i love her sprite too any any characters with braids i just i give them 10 out of 10 immediately yeah that's that's the key eh <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so very fun. nice yeah no it is a very nice sprite you're right well well drawn screams red mage from a mile away <laughs> why because she's garbed completely in red and she's got the pimp hat oh yeah the pimp hat that's true <laughs> Fair enough. Classic red mage attire. Now, a completely different or the opposite of Carlette, a unit that is heavily focused on supporting, Yuraisha. In looking at her, I immediately thought of MS Nickel, and she's basically a different kind of MS Nickel. She's insanely good as a support. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. She, I think she does almost everything as good or better than MS Nickel. 
they do have slightly different elements, but I think she's a step up slightly. Yeah, she is a slight bit better than MS Nickel, definitely. From what I've heard, they're kind of going to go back and forth between them. Once Nickel gets his enhancements, one day he gets better. And then I'm sure Yuraisha with Power Creep will one day get enhancements as well. And then she'll probably surpass him and it's just going to go back and forth. But right now... She definitely does better than MS Nickel ever so slightly. If you don't have a dedicated buffer or support for your team and you need one, she is definitely one you would be happy with. I think she does She does it all. She has dual cast for magic. She has dual cast for her actual abilities, double cast, I guess I would call it. Um, <clears throat> she can raise attack mag defense or spirit by 120 percent on demand she can only do two at a time because we're double cast but still she's got she can use the awesome thing about her is she can mitigate do general mitigation she has a 30 percent general mitigation skill that she can double cast with a physical or magic mitigation for a maximum of 50 percent. you can just slap that on on one turn just awesome and then just like ms nickel she gets her barriers. She gets light and dark and earth and wind. So just, I just, I like her a lot. She's, she looks really good to me. The other thing she also gets um, is a turn one buff of 170% to attack and mag, which if I'm not mistaken is among the highest available on a support unit. Yeah, I think right now it's one of the best ones. I mean, people were losing their shit over elephant's enhancements and hers were 200 mm -hmm. right so 170 for where we are right now in the game i think just really fantastic yeah oh it's going to be amazing and not to mention that these cooldown abilities both the mitigation one and the buff one are both dual castable so you can literally use both on the same turn if you want to yeah definitely i mean she does a few other nice little things she can do i think she can give some hp barriers if i'm not mistaken mm -hmm. uh, she's got a bit of mp recover she can heal a little bit. Even a little bit of breaking in there. <laughs> yeah. Just a touch. She has, she has a 65% defense spirit break, for which is pretty decent. And then she also get, gets access to Quake, which for her, she's never going to be using it to do damage. But it does give her a nice little dual role to both build a chain for somebody to finish it. And also she can support. She, she's a fantastic support. And then on that turn where your uh, your finisher has spent seven years getting ready, they're ready to use their big move. She can pump out a quake chain for you. Solid unit. I mean, Nicole can do the same. He's he's got his flood chains, so it's she just has a different element of it. Yeah, exactly. But I like her a lot. I think I I was I didn't read up too much on her because I I wasn't in the market for uh, support, so her kit was a surprise to me and. I gotta say, I was pleasantly surprised. She was just solid, solid unit. A hundred percent. If you don't have, like you mentioned, if you don't have a dedicated support, this is this is your girl. This is the this is the dedicated support that you've been missing. Yeah, she she does it all. We kind of skipped over her TMR and STMR, but let's quickly go back to that. Her TMR, I think, is okay for a five star. Uh, Forty percent spirit, twenty percent MP. Good but not like amazing. It's not to die for or yeah. anything like that. Um, best used, of course, on her for the extra buffs. But her her hat that she's getting is another stat stick, oddly enough. And it's funny because it's a stat stick I would see, I would rather put on one of my magic cover tanks than a healer or a support. Yeah, exactly. It is 100% way better on them. The spirit is really nice. And then the extra 30% HP, it's right up their alley. So... This is definitely an amazing hat for a lot of our tanks out there. And the auto-healing. I mean, you can't say no to auto-healing on a tank. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it on anybody, but on somebody who's going to be taking damage, it definitely, <laughs> it definitely <laughs> helps a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other use is you could always give your Uraisha Provoke and really make use of that TMR for her, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You could. You could just provoke just with your Uraisha and have her heal tank, like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> she can mitigate 50% damage permanently for the battle. Plus, she heals herself with her hat. I mean, what what could possibly go wrong with that strategy? Nothing. Nothing at all. Fail-proof. I think so. Overall, an amazing banner. Um, I'd say Yuraisha coming in amazing as a support. 
Carlette, fantastic as a red mage, like really hits the spot for red mages. And then the amazing 12k Lapis step ups that everyone, I think almost everyone has been excited for and happy about is still around for these units. So a lot to be excited for in this I mean, banner had, overall. We've had amazing banners back to back now and Xenogears is coming next week. So just three weeks of really good units coming at us. I like it. After Lunith and Refia were units that were just average. For, like they didn't push the meta forward at all but yep. Sid is definitely he brought chain cappers back Urisha is arguably the best or the second best support in the game right now and then next week we're getting some really really sick units as well so just it's the it's a good time in FFB they're really putting life back into the game I mean if if I didn't know Xeno Gears was next week I would have tried for Carlet not because I really need someone like her. I just love the sprite so much. But I'm going to just hold on a little bit longer and see what's in store for us next week. I'm of the same mentality, actually, but I would have went for her for the TMR, the Magic Charger. I use a lot of mages, so it would be fantastic, but I'm in dire need of a main DPS unit. So I'm holding out for next week as well and potentially even the week after, depending on Akshar status. Yep. He he is supposed to drop sometime in April, I think, people are estimating. So, you know, if you really, if you want to go super hard on your hoarding, there's your timeline right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll probably be spending on Xeno Gears. We'll see what happens, though. Yeah, especially if they come with some nice TMRs. Man, I can't believe it that they actually allowed people to know that Xeno Gears was coming. I hope it wasn't an accident. I hope it was intentionally there, but... If like, it was an accident, please don't tell us. Yes, please. For the just love of God, just pretend yeah, like it was an, on purpose. Because that's probably <laughs> the kindest thing they've done. Like the fact that people now can choose. Like I can guarantee you, people would have spent crazy money on Xeno Gears, or probably will spend crazy money on Xeno Gears. But the fact yeah. that now people can choose, like you know what, maybe I'll save my money on this banner and spend it on Xeno Gears instead, or vice versa. Like oh, it's Xeno Gears, don't care. I can go to this or whatever. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice. It's nice for the community to know whether it was on purpose or not. I don't think we'll ever know. I hope we don't ever find I out. I hope we never find out. And I hope if it was an accident, they just come out and say, hey, we did it on purpose. Enjoy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, with that, Minnie, I think that brings us up to the end of the show. Yeah, we made it somehow. It was uh, a lot of units this week to go through. But a lot of good stuff, too. Amazing stuff. I was just going to say fantastic ability awakenings, a fantastic banner coming at us again. A really, really good week. What would you say was your main takeaway from this week? Carlette is a female. That's it? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't really think of anything else. All right, all right. That was we'll, my we'll takeaway. Cut, we'll, we'll cut, cut that, that part out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll that out. yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. Shit, that doesn't bode well. <laughs> oh, God. This is going into the into the highlight of the show. <laughs> what would you say was your main takeaway for this week? Carla is a few. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There we go. Confirmed female. We checked confirmed. It. Confirmed. Yeah. Fe- you know what was the funniest part of this week for me was when you screwed up the gesture of the one you did. I didn't screw it up. I thought we we were wondering whether I screwed it up or not. I I called Jace a she or Drace, and she was a she. So you know I did make fun of somebody for calling Lunith a she, and I thought I was cursed, but I'm okay. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Thanks so much for sticking around and listening. I really appreciate it. I'd really like to know though, how are your polls going for this week? Are you gonna pull on this banner? And if so, what did you get? Yeah, let us know how your polls went. Let us know what units you got, if you're excited or not. Anyways, thanks for listening this week. We will catch you guys next week in the podcast. Peace. See you guys next week. Peace.